everyone. Welcome to this episode of Amplify Your Impact, where we talk to fast-growing, mission-driven entrepreneurs about how they're growing their businesses and how they're helping others to do the same. My name is Susan Leonardson, and on today's episode, we have Nikki Rausch. She is the CEO of Sales Maven, which is an organization dedicated to authentic selling. Nikki has the unique ability to transform the misunderstood process of selling, and people hire her, uh, entrepreneurs, small business owners hire her uh, to show them how to sell successfully and authentically without being pushy or salesy. So we're really excited to have Nikki on the show today. Um, welcome. Great to have you here. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here with you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So first, before we dive into more about what you do, I'd love to know a little bit of your background. Uh, let's share that with the audience a little bit, a little bit more um, yeah. and how you got into what you currently do. Okay. So my background is as a professional sales rep. I worked in the technology space for many years. Um, I have done everything from managing very large multi-million dollar territories to managing a team of 23 salespeople in my career. So um, in addition to that, I also am a master certified practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. If that's a new term to somebody listening, yeah. it's essentially the study of communication. So the way we process information in our brains is the neuro part of it. The linguistics part is the language. So how do you speak to others? Um, how do you pick up the cues that they give you in their own language? And then any kind of internal dialogue you've got going on. And the last part of NLP is the programming part. And that's about habits and patterns. And so essentially how I describe NLP is it teaches you how to add flexibility to your behavior to put the other person at ease to make it easier to be in conversation with you. Um, and so that's kind of my background of combining this, um, you know, sales background with my NLP background. And then I really kind of fell into my business. I don't know if you hear that a lot, in yeah. <laughs> um, but I had been in the industry that I was in for such a long time. And I had started studying NLP while I was doing it with this idea that it would help me like improve my overall sales skills, which it certainly did, but it also helped me improve all the relationships in my life because I became such a better communicator and, you know, kind of getting a little burnout and I was just about to turn 40 and I was trying to figure out like, what am I going to do with my life? It seems mm -hmm. like there should be something more fulfilling. And I went to work for my NLP teacher at the time and help her grow her business. She had just moved up to the state that I lived in at the time. And I started meeting all these really cool entrepreneurs and the piece that was missing for off for many of them is they weren't making any money and it was because they didn't understand how to sell and I understood how to sell and I started just helping people on the side really and my business really formed out of somebody going why are you not teaching people these things? Like it's really making a difference. It was making a huge difference in her business. And sales maven was really born out of just wanting to help people be able to make a bigger impact in the world. And sales is always a part of that. Yeah. It has to be. Otherwise, like what are, how do we reach the people? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I want to ask you then, because I want to kind of create a baseline of understanding for all of us. Um, what you, you help people a lot with like their discovery calls. Mm -hmm. And I want to 
kind of get everyone on the same page. When you're talking about a discovery call, are you talking about a pre-sales call or does your discovery call, is that a sales call? It could be a sales call okay. for, for certain. So I really do focus on the, the language side, like the actual sales conversation, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people talk about funnels and like, you know, fill your funnel and get people into your funnel. And I believe in funnels too. What, what happens though, is that people get people into the funnel, but then they're like, I don't know what to say or how to move somebody through the conversation. So I teach a five-step process for selling. I call it mm -hmm. the selling staircase. I wrote a book about it. And step three in the selling staircase is the discovery call. And the objective of the discovery call is to understand, does this person, what's their problem? What's their need? What's their want? And then ask very strategic questions that lead the person down the path to hiring you and or frankly, identifying that they're not an ideal client so that you can bless and release the people who are not a good fit and the people who are a good fit. Once you've done a well done discovery, then you can move to step four in the process, which is the proposal piece. And one of the mistakes people often make is they try to ask discovery questions and then sell and then ask a discovery question and then sell. And I teach people that you have to keep this pretty clean and so your job is to not sell during the actual discovery process. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't go through all five steps in one conversation with somebody, but when you're in discovery, that is not the time to sell because you'll often muddy the waters and confuse people. So we ask clean discovery questions that lead the person to the next step and how you move to step four in the proposal is you ask permission. And so one of the things I would say to somebody is, you know, you know, Susan, based on what you've shared with me so far, it sounds like you'd be a really great fit for a program that I have coming up. Would you be interested to learn more about it? That's me asking mm -hmm. permission. As soon as you say yes, now we're into proposal. Now I'm going to lay out the offer. Yeah, that's really good because I know in my own experience, and sometimes this still kind of happens depending on the circumstances, sometimes my discovery calls um, or even sales calls, if it turns into the sales portion, turn into strategy calls. Yes. Uh, because of the questions they're asking me. And I know that that comes down to like just being in control of the conversation and guiding the direction it's supposed to go. But yeah. I know that this is a real issue. Um, and I know all the, a lot of the listeners right now are probably also struggling with this a lot. So um, is the, the book that you mentioned that walks us through those four steps, um, where can people go and find that? Because I already know that people are going to want to, I already want to. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you can pretty much find it anywhere books are sold. So it it's, called? you know, it's called the selling staircase and you can find it on Amazon. You can find it on Kindle. You can find it on audible. You can find it like really where books are sold. You can find it. Um, yeah. So it's, I have all versions of it. So whether you want the like you know, paper version, or if you want the, you know, ebook version, or if you want the audio version. So they're all there. And um, what you just said is such a great, like, this is so common. And this is why I do what I do is a lot of times you do want to get into strategy. You do want to help that person that you're on the call with. And I always say you cannot sell during discovery. And you also cannot coach during discovery because like for you, your expertise, you're already like an expert at what it is that you do and what you offer. And it can sometimes be really easy to give people like what I always call like a grain of sand. It's like, you're giving them one little nugget, this little tip, it's going to help them. But unfortunately 
the people that you're talking to, you give them that little grain of sand, they don't understand that behind that grain of sand behind you is all your expertise. I always say, it's like, imagine a big, beautiful beach covered in sand and each little grain of sand is some little tip or a little, you know, inkling of knowledge that you have, that's going to make an impact in them for them in their life in some way or in their business in some way. And if you coach, if you give them one little grain of sand, they think that is the beach because they don't know what you know. And they walk away going like, well, I don't need to hire Susan. She just gave me the world. But really you're like, no, I just gave you the first maybe step in the process. And in order for you to get all the steps, we have to work together. We have to dig into what it is that's going on for you or where's the sticking points or where's the mindset issue or where's the, you know, trouble, like really. And I'm going to help you. I'm going to guide you through that. So you cannot give away your expertise on a discovery call and think that you're going to earn business. And as a matter of fact, when, if you're doing it now (laughs) and you change this process, you'll find you'll close more business. You'll have much happier clients as a result. I love that perspective. It's such a great point. And I feel like it comes that, that mistake that we are, that a lot of us are making comes from the idea that is kind of like drilled into us of lead with value, which there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that. But what I'm hearing you say is that it has no place in a discovery call. It has (laughs) no value, give value. Like you're giving us value right now. Um, and we have freebies, lead magnets, lower ticket offers and stuff that's leading with value, but not on your discovery call. Exactly. You so get me. (laughs) I'm like, I love that he said it the way you said it It was so beautiful. And that's, that's true. Like there's so many ways for people to get access to what I would consider like a, like a little bite size of what you're capable of. But when you start giving specific strategic coaching advice to somebody about their specific problem, that's where you're, that's where you've gone wrong. Now, when you're putting out really great content on your, on your podcast or in your newsletter or out on social media, people are consuming it, but they have to then go, how does that apply to me? Now I've got to take it and do something with it. But reason, the reason most people are stuck is because they either don't understand the first step to get them unstuck of how to apply it to them, or they need you to guide them. They need that one-on-one with you, or they need that access to you to really amplify their results. And so you're doing, again, you're just doing them a disservice, not intentionally, but you're doing them a disservice by giving them these little nuggets that they're like, oh my gosh, look at And I think everybody thinks, oh, they're going to see me and they're going to go, oh, look how smart Nikki is. Cause she just gave me this awesome piece of advice. No, they're going to go, look what I just got out of her for free. And then they're not going to do anything with it because we don't ever do anything with that. We don't hold that value around. And then they're not going to get any results. Like it's, it becomes this like snowball of like the worst case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You kind of just made it black and white for us. You drew the line of like, once you, once it turns into, you're giving them specific advice for their situation. That's when you need like, stop yourself. Don't do it anymore. (laughs) I would say like zip it, you know, like catch yourself and zip it. Yeah. Um, I really would like to talk a little bit about, um, what you, what your expertise is, uh, when it comes to getting people onto the calls. Um, Mm -hmm. one of the things you help people with is like the content a little bit of what, of what they're putting out on social media. Um, Mm -hmm. so one of the questions for you is like, how can you talk with people instead of at them on your social media platforms? And I'm so curious to know what your thoughts are on that. 
Okay. So the, the idea is learning how to ask questions and engage people through questions because questions is talking with somebody. But if you look at most people's social media, and frankly, even I can be guilty of this as well, is we tend to talk at people. And frankly, we're all sick of being talked at because we get talked at all day, every day through our email, through social media media through the, you know, stuff you're watching on TV, people are just talking at you. And it's because there's no dialogue, there's no back and forth. But if you'll learn how to ask questions on social media, people will answer them. Because now you're like, now there's some back and forth. Um, So one example of this is oftentimes we want to share like our good news, right? Like we have something great happens in our business and we want everybody to know about it. Like, Oh, I just hit the, you know, I don't know, your podcast just hit some great number of downloads or something like that. And you want to share it. There's nothing wrong with sharing it, but if you really want, but just to share it is talking at, and if you want to talk with, do this thing where you go, Hey, what was the best thing that happened to you this week? Here's, here's my answer. So you ask them first to share about them and then you give your answer. And just that little tiny tweak oftentimes will start some dialogue. It'll allow somebody to go like, oh, this, this happened to me. Or they'll go like, hey, congratulations. I didn't even know you had a podcast. I'm going to go listen to it or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, great things happen. Okay. I'm going to ask you a specific question related to this, but specific to me, because now I'm like, oh shoot, should I change what I'm doing? Um, so I've been really focusing on content creation, uh, lately for my social media platforms and the content I've been writing has been fairly long. Like if I was to open up a Google doc, it's usually a page, which is long okay. for a post. Yeah. Um, but I, I write it in a way where it's, um, I usually start with a hook at the top, like to draw them okay. in. And then I tell them kind of my story. So like, for example, my most recent one, I was talking about how um, my husband and I uh, recently got to go on a vacation and he really, really wanted to go scuba diving because he's done it in the past and loved it. And I built up this fear and anxiety around it because the first time I tried it, my ears didn't pop and I couldn't do it and it was painful. And then, so anyway, get through that post and then I turn it into like, you know, if, if fear is stopping you from doing something um, what, what cool experiences are you missing out on? And then I end Mm -hmm. it with a question of like, what's something that you, uh, pushed fear or anxiety out of the way and like discovered something cool, something along those lines. So I put my question, like my call to action, but it was really just a question for them to respond back to me at the bottom. And now I'm wondering, should I move that to the top? What are your thoughts on posts like that? So my personal thought is you're, you're better off putting the question at the top because then as they're reading your answer, so what you, what you just described to me is a really great story. I love storytelling. Our brains are wired for story. So this example of like the scuba diving and the ears not popping, like it's such a great story. People love to find themselves in the story, but if you don't ask the question till the end, Mm -hmm. they're not thinking of their answer. They're just, they're like reading the story. But if you ask the question at the beginning, now they're, they're going to be more apt to apply the story to their own circumstances as they read through it. People, um, I, have taken many storytelling classes and assisted uh-huh. in storytelling classes. And I used to always laugh because the first couple times my, I had a, my NLP teacher was a master storyteller and like 
literally a master storyteller. She's like <laughs> amazing at it and, and trained in storytelling. So she would tell these like fables, like not even real stories, not even like what you just did. She would tell these fables and we, there would be a room of like 30 people in this class. And she'd go now, who were you in the story? And people would have answers. And at first I thought people were just making this up. Cause I was like, there was no owl in the story. Like this person says he's an owl. Like, what is he talking <laughs> about? And it would happen over and over again. And I started to realize like, this really is how our brains work. We find ourselves in the story. So I think if you ask mm -hmm. the question first, you're going to find you'll get better, like more in-depth answers and people will be, um, they'll relate to your story because you don't ever want them reading the story going like, why is she telling me this yeah. story? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And that's, that's great. Like, thank you for, for letting me go down that road. It's a little bit disconnected from, from what I know you focus in on and do, I love this stuff. It's the, it's, it's, you really got me thinking of like, I'm kind of talking at them until if, unless they get to the end of my post, which most people that's don't right. read through the entire post. Uh, then they realize like, oh, that's why she's telling me the story. Oh, that's like, oh, oh, yeah. she's asking me this question. So I'm totally going to switch it up yeah. <laughs> and see what, see what happens. happens. We'll okay. experiment with it. And then I'll let you know how it goes for sure. Okay. I'd love to um, hear. I'd love to hear. That's great. So great, great advice here. Um, you have something that you'd like to share with the audience, a resource for them. Will you tell us a little bit about that right now? Yeah. So thank you for allowing me to offer this to your audience. So I, I always like to give a gift when somebody listens to me on a podcast, because I feel really flattered by it, frankly. So uh, my gift is a ebook. It's called closing the sale. It's a PDF. And it's all about building your confidence around those, those sales conversations. And frankly, it really kind of focuses on the last three steps of the selling staircase, the discovery, the proposal and the close. And I even give some language suggestions in there. So for your audience, they can get it right now by going to your sales maven.com forward slash amp. So specifically for amplify your impact. So your sales maven and maven is maven.com forward slash amp. And you'll be able to download that and then we'll be connected. I love it. That's awesome. Everyone go and get that. We'll put the link down in the show notes and um, I'm going to go find your book and I'll put Thank a link you. for that down in the show notes as well. Um, okay. Before we go, I want to ask you a little bit about your business and how, okay. like what strategies you're doing to grow. So I know that you, you're, you, you're a coach, you have yes. a high ticket offer. We talk a lot about high ticket offers on this show. Um, so what are kind of your strategies that you're using to grow your business and maybe speak a little bit to the, like the, the next step for you, what's, what's next on the horizon for you and your business. Okay. So the strategies that I use to grow my business is everything for me is about list building because once somebody's on my list, they're going to get an offer that's made to them to buy like, and I sell to my list regularly. And about 90% of my revenue is generated right off of the, the, the offers that I put out to my list. So it's super important for me for list building. Um, that's been a big, big strategy around the growth of the business. And I have found over and over again in my own business that people like that first little, like, how can I dip my toe in the water with Nikki? So I'm always mm -hmm. testing these 
like low price offers, frankly, so that people can get acclimated to my style and, and really without a big commitment go like, yeah, she's totally for me, or I hate the sound of her voice and I never want to work with her. Right. (laughs) Either way is okay. But it's like, how do you attract your ideal clients and frankly, repel the people who are not a good fit. So that's kind of my strategy is I want to attract the people who are a good fit. I want to repel the people quickly who are like, I'm never going to buy from her. So I'm not going to sit on her list because she's going to sell to me. So list building. And then I have kind of three buckets that I work um, with clients and every bucket feeds the other bucket. And that's been a really kind of big strategy for my, for my business. So I have kind of the low ticket offer, which is my membership program is called the sales maven society. Okay. The, the mid tier offer is the master classes. I teach one master class a quarter. That's very deep dive into a specific sales topic. And then I have my high end coaching offers. This is the private one-on-one coaching. And what I find over and over again is my high ticket people still want to take my master classes and they want to participate in the sales maven society. So I incent them to do that. Like I include one masterclass, depending on what high ticket offer you buy, you're probably going to get a ticket to a masterclass. So you can come check it out and get the value out of it. And then want to take the other three for the year. Right. And then I also bonus them into the sales maven society so that they have an opportunity to go and see what's in there, check out the content, you know, engage with the group. So for me, everything is about whatever I'm going to put out. It's got to feed potentially the other two kind of buckets. I feel like that that's was awesome. Answer to your no, question. that's really, really cool. I love okay. the idea of the buckets. Like, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, I, that's, that's awesome. I'm going to have to like, go listen back to this to like to take my notes down and like jot all the things down that were popping into my head. Okay. Um, that's great. So, uh, what's kind of next for you then? Um, what do you have something you've been working on a project you've been working on? Um, for a new offer, whatever it might be, what's, what's kind of next for your business? Well, I'll tell you the thing that just launched this morning. This is kind of the next thing for me um, is I have started putting dynamic ads into my own podcast. So dynamic ad, meaning that I can change them out and it goes back into all of my previous episodes. And so I can change those out. So those just like the first pre-roll dynamic ad launched last night. We've already had two new subscribers to the list from the podcast this morning. So that feels like a huge win. So like next step will be, is there a mid-roll ad? Is there a, you know, end of the episode ad and figuring out, um, you know, the ads that I'm doing right now are to join the list. So I'm giving, I'm actually giving my listeners some additional resources that I don't give for free to anybody else. Mm -hmm. So my listeners get this opportunity to download it, but the next thing will be putting that ad, that dynamic ad into the podcast for the upcoming masterclass, you know, or so that's, yeah, that's, that's really cool. I've never even heard that. I'm gonna have to go look for it now for my own podcast. I'll tell you all about it when we stop this <laughs> okay, episode, if you want, if you want more, I'm happy to share. Yeah. So, um, you, you mentioned your podcast. Will you just, we'll end with you letting everybody know what your podcast is, where they can go and connect with you there. Oh, thank you. So the podcast is just called Sales Maven and you can find it on your favorite podcast, you know, app. And I'd love for you to check it out. There's tons and tons of resources there. I do on-air coaching calls. I do sales success stories. I do individual episodes where it's just me really kind of teaching a concept and giving language suggestions. So yeah. Go Perfect. Check it out. 
Thank you so much, Nikki, for being on the show today. There are so many golden nuggets in here that I can't wait for the audience to be able to listen to this. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening in. Um, please go and share this episode if it resonated with you, if it made an impact with you. Let's help it to have an impact on others as well. Nikki, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me.